Well, hello, and welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we explore money through a spiritual lens. I'm Elle, a certified financial planner and a witchy old soul who just so happens to be going through a spiritual awakening myself. I launched this podcast to provide practical tips for stepping into your own wealth, purpose, and sovereignty as you navigate your own spiritual awakening. I lean on my own experiences in finance to look at money through the lens of energy, spirituality, science, and intuition. You'll gain financial knowledge to step into your soul's highest purpose and prosperity through a combination of episodes focused purely on financial terms, but also we'll explore a variety of spiritual topics as they relate to your money and wealth. If you're ready to step into ease and flow in your financial life and let that ripple across every single aspect of your life, stay tuned. Hi friends, I'm back for a solo cast this week. It's Elle here on the Perspective Podcast. I wanted to share a little life update with you guys. What's been going on with my life and my journey and just check in this week before we have a phenomenal guest next week uh, talking a little bit more about human design. So this has been a really interesting year for me. I know if you've heard my story, you probably already know that I have been working on healing from pretty severe adrenal issues since the birth of my son. And so this year feels like such an in-between period for me in so many ways. And I've been spending a tremendous amount of time on myself and my inner world and also allowing myself to heal and rest for the first time in a long time. Obviously, I don't want to do this on my own. I like having outside support and resources, and I truly believe in the power of investing in yourself. And since this is a personal year seven for me, it just so happens if you look up personal year seven in numerology, it is the year of inner work and home life and going within. It's not the year for growth and manifestation. So even though I had this idea that I was going to manifest this successful business this year, I also know deep down that I need to do all this inner work and healing on my body to be able to hold what's coming for me in my relationship, in my family, in my career, all of it. And so I've been working with a coach and healer in an embodiment program, a six-month deep dive intensive program, and it's been really helpful so far in getting back to the basics when it comes to my own body and healing, because obviously I've done a lot of this work before, but it's been many, many years that I've delved in and journaled and really gotten deep into expanding my spiritual gifts. And I'm already seeing and reaping the benefits of that with just a simple gratitude practice and journaling daily, as well as a body work, mirror work session every morning when I wake up. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been taking walks on the land, which if you're new to the podcast, again, I feel like I kind of need to reintroduce myself because I'm 25 episodes in and some of you may have not gone back to the beginning, but I live on five acres on a river in the central Virginia mountains on a farm. And I have manifested this as well as my relationship, as well as my son and everything else in my life. 
and I'm just so happy to be here. Um, I feel like it's such a perfect time for me to be here in this place in the world right now because there's so much healing energy where I live. We actually live on a bedrock of blue quartz. Um, there's blue quartz all over the property naturally. I'll just be walking and I'll just see a huge chunk of it. It's amazing. And just there's also um, white quartz and clear quartz. So it's just there's so much energy here and I can feel the spirits of this land. It's just such a sacred place. I've tried connecting with some of the spirits of the land and had a lot of success in you know, asking them, obviously, for permission to be here, but also for healing. And these healing cold spring waters have just done so much for me. I go out in the water almost every day. And even when it's fairly cold, I still go because the cold plunges are so refreshing for my body and so good for your health. And in addition to that, I'm starting to work on my business and really regroup and reframe and figure out a marketing strategy. And I just had a fantastic session with Artie Jolan of Conscious Consulting to kind of work on my social media strategy because that's been, again, kind of on the back burner because my health has been at the forefront. But I feel like I've been fighting against this year. I've, I've been fighting against this pause, this sacred pause that's in between because I'm so used to doing, I'm so used to working. 40 plus hours a week and going to an office and having multiple calls a day that to just sit with this, to be where I am, to not be so busy, to have this time um, has been both a blessing and a curse because it's a, it's a blessing because it's learning and help. It's helping me retrain my nervous system. It's a curse because I've sat with my thoughts and I've just gone down the rabbit hole so many times of doubt um, and fear. So I share this because I think on a collective level, a lot of us are on in the in-between. A lot of us are feeling stuck. A lot of us feel like something bigger and better is coming, but we can't quite put our finger on it. And that's by design. That's by the universe's design. Because we're still bridging the gap between the old paradigm of control and suppression and greed and separation with the new paradigm of love and abundance and community and collaboration and innovation and equality. And so we're at this interesting time as above, so below, as within, so without, where what we feel inside is reflected externally in our world. And there's going to continue to be a lot of chaos and a lot of big decisions in the news that cause everybody to go up in arms, to get up in arms. Um, a lot of emotional disturbance because when can a new paradigm or a new situation ever be birthed without pain, without suffering, without a complete crumbling of old systems and old ways of being. That's just how transformation works. And it is incredibly painful and challenging at times. And I think we have to keep sight of that. 
and not, not lose sight of where we're headed. I know that helps me on days where I don't want to get out of bed, where I feel so much self-doubt, where I feel like I'm never going to fully heal, where I feel like my business is not going to be where I want it to be, where I want to rush things, when I want to rush that process, I'm reminded that this sacred pause, this in-between is by design for all of us. And if you're feeling that, just know that I totally understand. Today, I had planned to talk about risk, and I actually recorded a podcast episode, and then I thought, you know, this, no, I I don't feel like posting this right now. (laughs) So instead, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the economy and the recession and kind of what's going on, but more importantly, let you know what you can do right now to help mitigate the effects of a recession. Because I've gotten a lot of texts and calls from concerned people who don't know what to do with their money right now. A recession goes much deeper than just what to do with your money, okay? Because it can affect jobs. It can affect financial security. It can affect and upend your whole life. And so take a pause and look around and ask yourself, am I okay in this moment? Am I okay? The answer is probably yes. You may be feeling fear around what's coming. You may be feeling fear that prices are rising so rapidly, but look around and just be grateful. Grateful for what you have right now in this moment, because again, this is all by design. We actually have to move through the collective scarcity and fear-based mindsets to birth this new paradigm. Kicked in the ass. (laughs) That's how I describe it. Beyond fears over losing jobs or being upended in our lives or not having food to put on the table or not being able to pay bills or pay our mortgage, what can we do with cash we have on hand? Because if you understand inflation, what's happening right now is inflation is at over 8%. Meaning if you're sitting in cash right now, your cash is going to lose 8% a year. That's a lot to lose. So prices are rising, but we're not making more money to make up for that, right? And your cash is actually losing value. So the question remains, what can I do with my cash? What can I do with the cash that I have in my emergency fund? What about the cash in my IRA or 401k? What about the cash in my investment account? How much cash should I have on hand if inflation is rising? So you want to make sure that your emergency fund is accessible to you. We don't want to take big risks within the emergency fund and just put it into the stock market, okay? Or even the bond market. Your emergency fund needs to remain liquid and accessible. So that means cash, CDs, or money markets are going to be what you need to put your emergency fund in. Yes, your emergency fund will lose some value. But it's more important to have the cash available for when you need it than to put any level of risk around that emergency fund. Yes, there's some risk to cash, but it's not as great as putting your money into something else, okay? So make sure your emergency fund is still accessible to you. It's still in cash. But what you can do is search for a high-yield savings account that's paying, you know, 1% to 2%. Look at what you're getting paid on your cash right now in your emergency fund. Go to your bank's website, pull it up, ask questions, find out what you're getting paid. Most banks are paying absolutely nothing on cash. 
So it does pay to shop around. Get online and search for high yield savings accounts. Shop high yield savings accounts and find one that's paying somewhere between one and 2% and park your money there. Make sure it's a reputable bank. Make sure you, you, you look at the fees. You don't want to be paying fees on that account. And then are there any strings attached? Are you required to have a minimum balance? Are you not allowed to take money out of the account? Are you going to get penalized for taking money out? You know, really read deeply into these accounts, but find one that's paying something and park your emergency fund there. That's going to offset some of the effects of inflation. So beyond the emergency fund, if you have extra cash on hand outside of your emergency fund that's not in a retirement plan or a 401k, you want to consider your risk, your ability to withstand risk. Do you want to put this cash to work for you? Potentially take risk with this and put it into the market? Or do you want this cash for another purpose as an extra cushion? If you want it as an extra cushion in the future, um, you don't want to put it in the market. But there is a good option for you, and it's called an I-bond. I-bonds are issued by the U.S. Treasury. And right now, as of today, as of the 29th of June, they're paying 9.62% for the next six months. Now, what will happen in six months is they will reassess the interest rate. They may raise it. They may lower it. If inflation continues, they'll probably raise it. What's interesting about these I-bonds is that you do have to keep your money in the I-bond for a year at least, okay? Um, is there risk involved in I-bond? Yes, there's some risk. There's risk involved in everything because the U.S. government is backing it up. If the U.S. government were to fail, well, there's your risk. There's um, inflation risk. There's interest rate risk. There are other types of risks. It's not market risk. You're not going to lose your principal. But there's always risk to everything that you can do. So I just want to make sure you understand that. But this is something that I've been telling people about because it's backed by the U.S. government and it's paying a good amount of interest. And so everyone should really have one of these right now if you need somewhere to park money. The caveat to these is that you can't purchase it in an IRA or a 401k. So check out iBonds, Google it. You'll see very easily there's a lot of videos on how to buy one. You can read more about them. But then the question remains, okay, well, I put some money in I-bonds. You can only put up to $10,000 in an I-bond for yourself. What do I do with the rest of my cash? That's up to you. It's up to your, your risk tolerance. There's nothing wrong with putting money into the market right now because when the market is pulled back, when stocks are down, that's the time to buy. So if you don't need this money that you're sitting on, putting it into a diversified portfolio makes a lot of sense. Um, but then you need to ask yourself the question, you know, how much risk am I willing to take? Am I comfortable putting money into the market right now and seeing it further decrease? Because there's going to be some volatility. We're not out of this recession at all. We're going to continue to see volatility for a while, meaning your, your value, market value is going to go up and down. If you're comfortable with that, then I say, you know, put some of your money into a diversified portfolio. Um, if you are in a 401k or an IRA, unfortunately, you cannot purchase I-bonds in there. So you may want to further diversify the cash or just sit on a little bit of cash or put it in a money market that's paying some percentage rate. Most 401ks, IRAs, retirement accounts have money market options. So make sure you check those out. And it's, it's a good time to just take a look and make sure 
that you know your asset allocation. What is asset allocation? It's the percentage of stocks, the percentage of bonds, the percentage of cash that you're holding across every account. Make sure you know what that is. Pay attention to that um, and track that over time because that actually correlates to the level of risk that you're taking. So if I see a client that has, you know, 50% bonds, 50% stock, that tells me that they're a moderate investor. They're moderately invested. If they're extremely conservative and they have a moderate portfolio, we're going to have a discussion about it because they may be taking on too much risk. So that's why it's important to pay attention to your allocation and match it up with your, your risk tolerance. Um, I'm going to talk about risk tolerance soon in a couple of weeks, but I just really felt the need to come on here and give you some actionable options for what to do with cash during this time. Because you don't want to be sitting on too much. You really don't be on your emergency fund. I wish I had some fancy schmancy recommendation for you beyond that, but there's really not. When we're in a recession, things can get tough. You know, expenses are rising for everything, bills, food, gas, you name it, it's rising. But it's important for us to keep that larger and greater perspective of what's actually happening. This is happening for us, not to us. It will end. And in the meantime, there are things that we can do to spread that risk out, to mitigate that risk. So hopefully this short little episode has been helpful for you. Um, If you have further questions, feel free to DM me um, or get on my website and let's hop on a call together. I'm happy to walk through any personalized recommendations with you. If you're enjoying the podcast, I greatly appreciate a like, a share, a subscribe, and a review. And I look forward to chatting with you next week with our special guest. Cheers.